0: What happens to your social network and your professional networks when you face one of the dreaded Ds? Disease, divorce, death, discovery, or difference. Welcome to Friends on Hand, the podcast where we explore the fine art of friendship. I'm Nancy Hand, networking and social confidence coach, and today we are talking to Deb Creer. This lady is a fireball. She's been coaching C-suite executives for over 25 years. She's a popular speaker, the host of the Business Power Hour, and a breast cancer survivor. Deb and I met through a mutual friend and hit it off immediately. And once you meet her, you are going to understand that 100,000%. I've really been looking forward to this. Thank you so much for joining me, Deb. Oh, Nancy, this is going to be so much fun. And thank you so much for asking
1: me to be part of your prob- uh, your program. Your problem. <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> your program. You know, I, like you said, I have a podcast myself. And so it's so much fun when I get to be on the other side of the
0: mic. I know, isn't it? So I've I've been really looking forward to this. We met through Martha Giffen and right. I love her, but I just liked you immediately. Your voice twinkles. <laughs> and I don't think we've ever been face to face well, except for on Zoom, but Right. And yeah, we've never met, met in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what it's been like five years now? At least. At least. <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that? Well, I have a few little stock questions that I like to ask everybody before we get rolling. And uh, the first one, and it is my favorite question, is you are clearly um, a gregarious person. Nature or nurture? Did you pop out that way? Or was that something that was developed through life experience?
1: Well, if you ask my mother, she'll tell you I popped out that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, and I don't know. I am an only child. And I really? m- had to amuse myself, maybe is is the best way to put it. And, you know, I really have been just always on the go. My parents always strongly encourage that. Um, my, my maiden name um, is Gore. And so my mom always called me Debbie Go Gore. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just kind of always there and, and on, which
0: I have to watch sometimes that I'm not mm. overpowering. Gotcha. So what do you look for when you make a new friend? and i'm going to couple that with another question because you and i met as adults mm-hmm. um, and i hear often hear people struggle to have to create really good meaningful friendships after a certain age you know mm-hmm. 30 40 50 how have you found that to be and how do you know when somebody's going to be a friend what are you looking for um, what is it about them they're like oh you we're going to be buddies mm-hmm.
1: you know i'm i'm kind of like you i can tell almost within the first 5 minutes oh my gosh this is somebody i'm going to click with And typically, it's, you know, I look for somebody who has a great sense of humor, Um, they can have opposing views, as long as they're respectful about it, you know, and we're obviously seeing all sorts of issues on that on social media. Um, But, you know, it's it's just kind of one of those things where... I don't know. It's almost like there's a vibe that you get when you meet somebody where, you know, your spidey senses tingle and you're like, Oh, wow, this is a cool person. And it doesn't really matter to me what their story is, what their background is, anything like that. It's, you know, it's just kind of that they're there and, and, you know, and, and maybe that they're open to being a friend. Um, you know, because we've all come across people who were a little more reserved and things like that. And, and so what that means is sometimes it just takes a little longer.
0: hmm. What are you looking for in a new friend?
1: Somebody, like I said, sense of humor. I mean, the the older mm, I get, sure. I think the more that really does play into it. Um, I'm not really, you know, as I said, I'm not really looking for somebody that matches my views because it's fun to have discussions about things. And if you agree on everything, that's boring. Um, yeah. You know, and, and so and I also don't look at age. You know, some of the the greatest people I've met are millennials. I also have a lot of friends in their seventies and eighties. So you know, it's just it's it really is just kind of when that spidey sense goes dingy 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 dingy. They,
0: I'm like, okay, we need to pursue this. You know, that is something you and I have in common big time because, and I haven't actually addressed it on the show, so I'm glad you said something. Mm-hmm. And it is having that having that wide range, um, the of of age groups within mm-hmm. your social networks, just mm-hmm. because the the outlook and the information you get and the perspective is so different from right. yours and my i've made it a point to make sure that i have people of all ages in my group mm-hmm. and that came from watching some parents of one of my dear friends that i've known since i was 5 years old her parent her mom and dad included us not as as her friends but mm-hmm. as we as we got older you know we hit 20 or whatever we mm-hmm. became their friends right and I thought, wow, they're so freaky cool. Like other parents weren't doing that. And um, they eventually became more like peers. And just that relationship was so rich, mm-hmm. you know. And I try to do that with, you know, younger friends. Also, you know, I've seen people get up into their 80s and 90s and they don't have any friends left because mm-hmm. they didn't make younger ones. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's definitely an issue is as you get older is you mm-hmm. lose some of those
0: lifetime friends. Right. And so that's, that's something to really think about. And I hope my listeners are paying attention because if you don't have somebody 10, 12, 20 years younger in your friend group, you're missing out really. Right. And I love millennials. I just want to hug them all. They're so cool.
1: You know, they they (laughs) have such a different perspective. Oh my! And for all the people that go, ew, millennials, I tell them, have you ever really talked to one? You know, and hello, we raised them. <laughs>
0: There's that. Well, let's go a little bit deeper and um, really hit on that topic we have keyed up for today, queued up for today. You went through um, a breast cancer treatment and the mm-hmm. process of all of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm very glad that you're here because um, I know it wasn't without complication. But oh, hmm. we had some discussion the other day about how th- your friend networks and social networks um and professional networks changed and i just wanted to talk about that today cool because it it is a big deal um for your friend group
1: you know it it is and you know it's it's interesting when you have to deal with a friend, a relative who has mm. a severe diagnosis. And mine was very bizarre because I was initially diagnosed almost five years ago. Um, you know, it'll be August, will be five years ago when I was diagnosed with, um, or actually it is July, Oy, five years ago. Um, with At that point, they said it was stage zero breast cancer. Easy peasy, simple to treat. Now you toss in the fact that I worked for an oncologist and I worked for the American Cancer Society, and I know just enough to really be dangerous, mm-hmm. um, you know. And and so the second I heard stage zero, I'm like, oh, all right, this is this is really going to be easy. I mean, you know, and they're saying no chemo, no nothing, and I was really thinking, you know, I don't even have to tell that many people um, because they're not, they don't, you know, it's it's not going to show. There's not going to really be anything um, now, you know. I'm, I've never hidden anything, but I thought, you know, it's just not going to be a big deal. Yeah. fast forward a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, and we actually had, I had several biopsies done that came back negative. You know, we love, we love that term when, you know, when it's pertaining to something like this, you want to be negative. Um, and then I actually had the surgery and I, and I did tell some friends and it was, it was interesting. I shared with you that um, I had shared with my best friend. Um, I'm in Atlanta. She's back in Colorado. We've known each other since we were, I think, six and wow. joined at the hip, you know, for, for a good portion of time. You know, obviously distance has has made things a little bit more challenging for us, but, you know, still, still, you know, there for each other. And I had texted her, you know, right away and and said, you know, hey, this is is what's happened. And I didn't hear back and didn't mm-hmm. hear back. And I, and for a while, you know, I was like, okay, there's, I'm sure there's a very good reason. And I really did always think that I'm sure there's a good reason. And then she finally texted me and she said, I'm having trouble dealing with this. Give me a bit. And so the second I knew that, then I was fine. You know, until then, it was kind of like, oh, what's going on? And so I think that was my first lesson in all of this was people are going to deal with your message and, and the information differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some are right there. In fact, I had a friend who, you know, that the day that I found out, it was one of those things where found out. You know, and then had had a, a like an hour or two, and then I was supposed to go back to the doctor, and so I called a friend of mine and I said, "You need to meet me for lunch." And she met me. I mean, she Aww. just dropped everything, and and we went to Burger King. I still remember. Hmm. Um, you know, and and so you know, everybody handles it differently when they get the news, and so I think that's probably one of the first lessons that I, I really learned. Um, but you know, then fast forward forward a little bit, had my had the actual um, initial surgery. And they discovered that the diagnosis had been incorrect. You know, there was nothing, you know, it was no one's fault. I mean, these things happen. Um, But I had eight of 12 lymph nodes that came back positive. So not only was it not stage zero, at that point, that bumped it up to at least stage three. Um, so I went, we skipped, you know, and, and nobody was more surprised than the surgeon. Um, you know, and, and so we started having to deal with that. And then eventually we discovered that it was stage four. It had it had spread even further. Um not a lot, able to treat, all that good stuff. But, you know, and and so when I got that to that part, that was when I thought, okay. Clearly, I need to explain to people why I wasn't going to be networking, you know, all of these things. Mm-hmm. So I started telling people and again, mixed emotions, mixed reactions, all sorts of things. But I, you know, I I found that there were some of my friends that really just could not deal with it, you know, and and it, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's just, you know, some people just can't deal with things like that. And some, so they, they, you know, might still be my friends, but they don't ask. They do not ask anything about it. And, and I don't really share because it's clearly making them uncomfortable to talk about it. And, and that's fine. Um, but there were also people who I didn't even know knew I existed who mm-hmm. supported me. Um, you know, and, and it's, it, it is weird because your friend base, shifts and even your family base um you know they the the people that you know my my husband is one of nine and so we have a lot of yeah you know i'm an only and he's one of nine right (laughs) isn't that funny um and you know his his family has been incredibly supportive and they've always been very loving i mean we've been married almost 27 years Mm. and um you know, and, and, but the, the support that I got from them was wonderful also. Um, you know, and, and so that was great. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's very different. And, and social media and adds an entirely different aspect. Um, I started a private Facebook group. Um, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I share. I don't mind sharing. You know, obviously, yeah. hello, we are on the <laughs> radio. Exactly. Um, and, but but I, you know, my clients, people like that are, I'm also Facebook friends with them. And, and so there's only so much information I want to put publicly. Mm-hmm. So I have a private Facebook group, and that's where I can share the, I'm having a bad day, or, oh, you know, we got, got this test going on, or, you know, all of those various things. And it has over 400 members. Um, now, Aww. the vast majority of them you know, I never hear from never, you know, they might be lurkers, they might, you know, have blocked it and then don't even see it, who knows. But you know, that's that has been where I've gotten some of the the best support is being able to post there and you know, and, and I post funny things and you know, and, and and I also created as a support group for other people who might be going through something like mm-hmm. this. Um, so it's it's been interesting kind of how that's happened. But Facebook is the only social media platform I shared any of this on. Um, I just it's certainly not appropriate right. for LinkedIn, even though it's in my LinkedIn profile,
0: (laughs) but it's you know it's it's not not something I share there. Well, two things just came to mind when you were talking. First of all, that your best friend that the two of you have a relationship that is so so solid that she could say, "Hey, I'm struggling with this. Mm -hmm. I'll get back to you later." Mm -hmm. Just being able to say that, right? And I want to emphasize how important Mm -hmm. that is because. I've had a similar experience when my, when my mom died, mm-hmm. really close friend, poof, off the radar, right. completely. Mm-hmm. And then like three months later, I got a a four page handwritten oh. front and back mm-hmm. letter from him explaining how awkward he felt, mm-hmm. how sorry he was, but it was, it was an apology and a condolence all rolled up because mm-hmm. he couldn't process those feelings. So right. if he had, if he had done the same with me, like, whoa, you know, I don't know how to support you right now, but. I'm here mm-hmm. and I'll get back with you in like three months. Okay. Right. Would have been fine with mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and, and that was really cool. The weak ties showing up for you, I think is huge mm-hmm. because that's one of the things, especially right now during COVID that people I'm hearing people say, "Wow, well, I, I feel hollow. I don't feel like my network's there, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Even when they have a really great network. Right. And I think it's those weak ties that are missing mm-hmm. those, right. those, you know, brief interactions, but Having them show up for you really does um, underscore mm-hmm. the importance of them and how much they really matter. Right, I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, you know, and it's funny as you were talking about your friend. I remember somebody came up to me, you know, and 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 you know, and then another little part of the story is you know I had chemo, had a chemo, one one treatment. Um, now it was it was it was big. It was eight different drugs, eight hours. I mean, you know, all these various things because we were just gonna kill everything we could. And, and But it was the first of however many treatments I was supposed to have. And I had what my oncologist lovingly calls a catastrophic complication, mm. um, which happens <laughs> less than 1% of the time. And... Things may have changed since then. You know, like I said, this is five years ago. But at that point, I was the only person that she knew that had ever survived this complication. Um, So I'd be a tough person. I mean, I've had a tattoo of warrior (laughs) put on my arm. Um, But, you know, I mean, obviously, I had very good medical care. I mean, that's that is and and we're five minutes from the hospital. I mean, you know, there it was it was the perfect storm with the perfect outcome. But I was hospitalized for seven weeks. Um, My husband was told three different times. She's not gonna make it. Um, you know, all sorts of things. And so, you know, f- Facebook was really the only way that that an email that people could keep posted. Um, you know, and and so that was that was kind of the thing. So my mom would post on my Facebook page and and update everybody and um, you know, some things like that. But I had people come up to me afterwards when I was finally back among the land of the living, and they said, you know, we just didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And and I distinctly remember I looked at them and I said, "Okay, several things. First, Hallmark makes cards, um, and I I have all my cards. I still have all the cards that people sent. I have no idea if I'll even do anything with them. I mean, you know, they're just kind of in this nice little box. Um, and and I said, and the, the beauty about Facebook is you can click the like button, the heart button. This was obviously long before the care um, button, but that shows the person you're thinking about them." And that really would have been enough. Um, You know, they didn't even have to say prayers for you, supporting you, whatever. Just, you know, click the like button, Um, you know, and, and and it's funny because people, you know, especially when you're very ill, it seems simple, but that that tiny little show of support builds. I mean, I always felt that I had a bubble around me with everybody who was supporting me, um, you know, and and it really was a lot of people that uh, clicking the like button or the heart button was all they could manage. And that was great. You know, I knew that for five seconds I was in
0: their, their thought process. And that, that actually leads right into the next question I had for you, which is, um, and you've touched on some of it, but what are the best ways for friends to show up for another friend when they're going through a health challenge like this?
1: You know, I think the the best thing is kind of go with their lead. You know, if they're talking about it a lot, then that means it's okay to to talk to them. Um, I did, especially when I was in the hospital, I did not want visitors. Um, you know, I just wanted to kind of close up into my little hole. And, you know, I certainly didn't want to see I didn't want people to see me how I was um, because I was bald. Um, funny story on that. I had hair, um, obviously, <laughs> and it started coming out. You know, that one big, massive chemo treatment was, as I said, big and massive. And so I called a friend, um, said, come to the hospital. She had already offered to do this. She came to the hospital. She shaved my head. One less thing for me to have to worry about Um you know, but it was so funny because the doctors that made rounds in the morning and then came back in the afternoon startled the living daylights out of them.
0: Didn't <laughs> you, know? did oh, you wow. have
1: hair? Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I mean, I looked horrible. I had a nasal gastric tube. I had, I mean, all sorts of things. I went, I lost over 50 pounds, you know, all these things. Wow. And so I didn't want my friends to me. You don't have 50
0: pounds me. to lose. Um,
1: I know. Well, <laughs> I did that. It was my, So, you know, p- good crash diet. Hmm, not too much. Um, but, you know, I, I and so I think, you know, follow somebody's lead. Um, if they're saying if they're talking about a lot, then they want to talk about it. Um, you know, don't just do things like I had people who meant well and I knew they meant well and I love them for us for this. But they would send like food. Well, I, the funny thing mm. was they always sent really spicy food. <laughs> Not going to work. Now, my husband thought that was great. Um, but, you know, I couldn't have any. And and so mm-hmm. that was fine. You know, my husband got it. Um you know, a lot of people sent things like lotions and, and things like that. And my skin was so sensitive that that wasn't going to work either. Um, and so it was, you know, it was funny. I, and, and and I loved every gift that I got. And I just, it meant so much to me that somebody thought, hey, let's send something. And I mean, I got little things like, you know, little little angels, you know, in, in little coins and, and things like oh. that. And I mean, like two of them are sitting here on the desk next to me and, you know, and, and so things like that. But, you know, it, people who visited once I got to where I could visit Got parting gifts. So you know, the lotion <laughs> went with them, you know, the the things like that. And, and so that was kind well of well played. But, but yeah, you know, it was just kind of Go with what they're wanting to do, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and simple things like offer to go to the store for them, Um, offer, you know, and, and, you know, I, I took lunch to a friend yesterday in the middle of all of this pandemic who had surgery last week. Um, You know, we, we properly socially distanced, we did all of those things, but, you know, she was, you know, we just, we, I took her, her lunch, Um, you know, so just kind of ask. And, and the thing to remember is contact them maybe um, like by text or by email or something like that, where it's easier for them to respond mm-hmm. than calling, um, you know, and, and things like that. So that way they can respond at their leisure, all of those various things. But again, I think people just want to know that people are thinking of them. So, you know, even if you just send them a heart emoji once a day, that, mm-hmm. that works.
0: And I, I love that. I love everything about that because I personally know just from, from changes I've gone through, when you're in that zone and, and you're in the middle of that sort of um, process, mm-hmm. it can feel like you're on the moon. Right. And no, you don't want to talk to anybody, mm-hmm. but but you want to know, like, right. like, hey, are y'all out there? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah you know and, and it was it weird because um you know i i slept a lot it'd be interesting to figure out how much i really slept and i could i could literally fall asleep in the middle of a conversation in the middle of a sentence um you know and and that was a variety of things um but so that was why it was kind of hard for people to visit me but you know it's and but the funny thing was, after I'd been in the hospital for so long, i mean seven weeks is a long time. they don't yes. you know in the day and age of covid unfortunately, that has changed a bit, but um, the hospitals don't like you to be there that long for for many reasons and but you know it it did reach a point where I, now i I had someone with me usually all the time, a family member or a friend or or you know um, obviously my husband um but I still got lonely. So then it did reach the point where I wanted guests and and wanted visitors. And so we just, you know, I, I put it out there. Hey, you know, if you want to visit, come visit. Here are kind of the best times. and And now here's something very important on that. If you tell somebody you're going to visit them, visit them. And you notice that change in my voice um, yeah. because I, I had numerous people who, oh my gosh, I'll be there Wednesday afternoon around two. Crickets. Oh! Not only God. did they not show up, but they did. And I mean, things happen. You know, your schedule changes. A client calls. Whatever. It's okay to tell, because, you know, especially when you're, you're you are you know, you get yourself as dolled up as you can get while you're a hospital patient, you know, and all of these things. But yeah, when people would say, oh, we're going to be there, I'd get up for that, both physically and, and mentally. Mm-hmm. And then when they wouldn't even bother to tell me they weren't showing up, that hurt. Um, you know, and and, and that re- that's where friendship was tested.
0: Um, I have end. to say, right now, my head is in my hands, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And it, it's we have entered into the age of no RSVP. Right. It, ask anybody who's thrown a party or mm-hmm. a wedding or an event mm-hmm. or anything. People don't. Mm-hmm. People don't let you know anymore. And I'm I'm of, of the ilk that if I'm running two minutes late for the dentist, I call them right. from my car like, uh-huh. "Hey, uh-huh. I'm two minutes late," <laughs> and they laugh at me. Usually, like, "Hi, okay, you're the one it's person great. who actually yeah. does this
1: still. <laughs> yeah. The other five people that we're waiting on haven't told us." But
0: mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. But I will tell you, I go straight in too. Mm-hmm. They that is appreciated by pretty much everybody universally. Mm-hmm. So right. um, definitely a shout out for some manners, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree completely. There, you know, we have we have Mrs. Manners, Miss Manners, and Emily Post because it helps smooth the way for mm-hmm. better friendships and communication. That's why we have manners. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Let's make people feel comfortable right. mm-hmm. and appreciated mm-hmm. and respected. Mm-hmm. So I will not get on that soapbox right now, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I have one. Mm -hmm. I'm all, I'm all about some manners. Even if Mm -hmm. if I'm not always the best, I I, I really do appreciate those. So I love that. So tell me about how, you know, post. Okay. So this is one of the things I wanted to ask you to. So when you go through this, so you probably had a lot of support from other people who gone through cancer, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Right. Did there come a point where you're like, okay, this is great, but I'm really ready to be around people who don't talk about this anymore.
1: Yeah, you know, and and because you don't want to be known as cancer girl, um, and <laughs> right. you know, and and so yeah, I mean, there are times where I love being around people who have absolutely no idea what's going on, um, you know, and 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 I, you know, I'm I am at the point um, now. I'm actually still in treatment. I mean, you know, it's been five years, and I'm still in treatment, but mm. I look healthy. Um, you really do. Never you'd never look at me and and know that there was anything wrong or or anything like that. Um, so, you know, there there's not that. But you know, it's it's interesting. I didn't do things like support groups. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, there numerous ones were offered and I know that there are many times where those are very important. But I didn't feel that I wanted to go because I wasn't sure if it was just going to be an oh poor me two hours. Um, and I didn't need that. I needed people to be around people who were upbeat and positive and And, um, you know, and, and I mean, we had there were times for tears. There were all sorts of things like that. But, yeah, I mean, I just I didn't want to do a support group. It just wasn't for me, um, you know. And, and but yeah, when I finally was able to go back to business networking, mm-hmm. I loved that. Now, most people knew you know, for the most part, um, what I'd been through. And so they'd say, oh, my gosh, you look great. How are you feeling? Fine. And then I would turn the topic back to them and say, you know, what have I missed out on? Tell me what you've been doing, things like that.
0: Oh, that's a good way to do it. And and that, you know, what about new friends, like brand new friends that you've made when they find out that you have that you are still in treatment and that you've been through that? Or how mm-hmm. do you introduce that? Do you introduce that? What's the response like?
1: Usually they find out in in a different way. Um, you know, it's not. And, and Now, I might if if they happen to say something about, oh, my gosh, they had a friend who, who was just diagnosed or, or whatever, then I might say something. But um, for the most part, you know, they might they might become, say, my Facebook friend and then they'll see a post there about it. Or, you know, say we're at a business networking thing when we can actually go to those things again. Um, And, you know, somebody, I might be talking to someone new and somebody who knows might walk up and say, oh, my gosh, you look great. How are you feeling? Then we kind of have to explain a little bit. But usually I just, you know, one of the things that I tell people is, oh, you know, I was ill. Um, And then if they want to know more, it's I'm more than happy to give them more. But you know it's just not really one of those things now you know i did mention that i've got a, a tattoo that says warrior um, it's on my my uh, forearm I need to see and them, you know and, and <laughs> you know i can easily just cover it up and typically uh-huh. you know it, it might it's probably going to be covered up because i'll have a jacket on but you know that's one of the things people will see that and say well, tell me a little bit more about that. And so that, you know, that kind of leads to something. But um, but yeah, and it's funny because it's it's the way it's on my arm. It's so when I'm laying in a hospital bed or sitting on a gurney or something like that, I read it. I see it. I can touch it. Um, nice. You know, and, and so it's kind of weird. People were like, why didn't you get it on like your shoulder or something? And I said, because I can't see it back there. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a reminder.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is kind so, of weird. You know, People there there are other people like, well, you know, do you need a reminder? All I have to do is, I mean, I don't even have to move for a reminder. I mean, that is that is kind of one of the sad things is there, there is, you know, there are some ongoing issues. And so I just always, it, it, you know, people say, you know, when you wake up in the morning, how long until you remember? First time I try to move, um, you know, because yeah. I have chronic pain, you know, some things like that. But, you know, it... Even though it might be the first thing I think of is like, oh, is it going to be a good day or a bad day? Oh, it looks like a good day. Okay. <laughs> oh, and away we go.
0: Oh, I have a juicy good question for you then. Because you are so, and first of all, uh, for, for everybody listening, she looks as vibrant as she sounds, for real. Um, So you are an active networker. This is mm-hmm. n- not just that. You've just put together yet another networking group, and it's mm-hmm. so exciting. I know you're going to be a guest speaker, can't I wait. know. So when you when you wake up and you're like, it's a meh day mm-hmm. and you're and you but you still have to rally, you still have to to you know pull it together and get out there, what do you do to go and and do the thing when maybe you just don't feel like it? Mm-hmm. And with good reason, like you have the right. best excuse, like eh, mm-hmm. not today, y'all. Yeah. How do you do it when when maybe your energy level is low or you're hurting? Do you know, you? if it's if it's really bad, I don't go um mm-hmm. or I don't do
1: whatever it is because I know that that's you know that's that's going to be there and and I don't want to go if I'm not going to be 100%. Um mm-hmm. you know and, and we we all have days like that, right? Where you just wake up and think, "Oh my god, I have to go to another networking event." Well, um but yeah, it's it is you know if if I'm feeling yeah, I mean there are things that I can do to kind of boost myself. Now the the thing that I always try and remember is it's perfectly fine to have pity parties. Mm-hmm. You know, we just don't want to wallow here. there. Um, you know, so I'll lay there and I'll think, well, blankety, 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 um, this is not going to be a good day, but you know, what can we do to make it better? And, you know, and, and, and I always remember, you know, when I'm having those bad days that I almost didn't get to have those days at all. So, you know, get your little hiney up and get going.
0: (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Damn, Deb. Yeah. Straight up. That's exactly, that's some good, good dialogue in your head right there. You just motivated me, and I'm already up and out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's. Do, do you have a new hundred percent? Are you Are you still comparing your hundred percent now to the hundred percent before? No, I
1: mean, you know, I I tell people it's normal. You have a new normal, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and that's where you know maybe I can go the entire day without a nap. Mm-hmm. But you know naps are naps are good. It's it's okay to take naps. Um, you know, home officeing. Hello, you get to really nap. Um, yeah. but you know it's yeah. I just I know it's different, and it and it will always be. I mean, you know that the one thing that that we haven't talked about is because of uh, of the catastrophic complications. Uh-huh. Um, I've had seventeen surgeries. Holy canola. And you know, and, and I'm kind of hollow now. I mean, you know, Ooh. I've had to, and, and some of those might have happened anyway. Like I had to have my gallbladder taken out. Now, would that have happened anyway? Who knows? Um but but yeah, so you know, there there there's there really is just different. And and I know I I I can't get back to, to what I used to be. I mean, it's just not gonna work. Sure. Um and I think maybe that is one of the things that I tell people is no matter what, you're not going to get back to what you were before, um, whatever it was, because you've got a different outlook on life. You might have physical limitations, physical changes, um, some, some things like that. And it's also important for the people around you, the, the, the very close support people, to realize that too. You know, to not be saying, well, I don't understand why you can't do this. Or, you know, in my case, one of the things is, well, why can't you eat that? Because it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I can't, I can't do spicy foods. I can't do fried foods, um, which yeah. is not a bad thing. I mean, it no. definitely cuts down on your consumption of junk food. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's just things like that. And, and uh, and you know, it's it's interesting because people then, the the people who know, take care of me. And, mm-hmm. and it's so cute. And I dearly love them for it when they will say, you need to go sit down. Or are you sure you can do this? Um, you know, they'll start kind of catching that I might be looking a little tired. You know, my shoulders might be slumping a bit or they'll just say, you're not going to do this. Uh-uh. You go sit down. <laughs> and sometimes I argue with them and say, no, no, I'm fine. But, um, you know, it's 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 interesting how they are Keeping track of me, also, and you know, and, and I mean, it's just it's super sweet. And like I said, I, I love them for it when they do that. And the really funny thing is, almost sometimes people who are kind of total strangers that just know, like I said, kind of the 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 the, the just a bit about the story, they pick up on that too, and they're like, "What do we need to do to help?" You know, things like that. And and yeah. the big thing is, let them do that. You know, if somebody says, "Hey, you know, can can we help you with this? Can we do that?" Uh, sure. <laughs> you know. Or tell them why not, you know it's it's okay, but I think we all want to be too strong, too tough. It's okay to let people help,
0: yes, yes, and and they do love to help, mhm- so one of the things that just popped into my head was while you were talking was i when I teach networking, one of the things I have now included in the training is that networking is athletic, mm-hmm. like it's it is actually very taxing right. And- it it can, they're like, well, I'm so exhausted when I network. I'm like, you should be. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Because you're <laughs> but, on. You know, yes. if you're a woman, you might have heels on. You're yes. standing. Ugh. <laughs> Any advice, I'm going to ask you for two nuggets of mm-hmm. advice. Any advice you would give somebody who um, finds the whole process just completely exhausting?
1: Find different ways to network. I mean, if if you're not enjoying it, if you're not getting something from it, then why, why go? I mean, you know, everybody who says, oh, you have to go and network, well, pfft. you know, there's so many other ways. You know, you mentioned that I just started a new group. It's an online networking group. Heck of a lot easier to be sitting in your chair in front of your computer screen to be doing this than, you know, putting on the the tie for men, the mm-hmm. heels for women, you know, all these various things. Driving. Hello, how much time have we saved by not having to drive to all these things? Seriously. Yeah. Um, you know to find a different way to be connecting with people that that you know or or limit you know maybe go okay i'm going to do one networking thing a week or you know or it has to be during the day it can't be you know, or morning or evening you know all of those things just find what your limitations are and some of those come simply as we <clears throat> get older <laughs> mm-hmm. Shh, hush your mouth <laughs> i know i
0: know other piece of advice I would like to hear is if you could go back in time five and a half years mm-hmm. ago, what advice would you give yourself around your, the coming changes in your network and your, your social, your friends and your professional network? What would you give advice-wise to Deb in the past? Mm-hmm.
1: I think maybe accept help earlier. You know, I pushed a lot of people and things away because I was going to be tough. I was, you know, I could do it myself. All of those various things um and and what I love are the, the people who ignored me and went, "Ah, uh-uh, we're visiting anyway." Now, you know, they they knew really when they could and couldn't visit. I mean, you know, it wasn't that they were there when they shouldn't be, but it was like, "No, you need you need somebody to come visit." So I'm and so like they bring a book and they just come and sit. And yeah. you know and and things like that. So it's yeah, I think it would be that that you know it's it's okay to accept people's help. Um you know and 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 you know and and show that you're vulnerable and that you need that.
0: And that's so hard to do for so many people. Oh yeah. Showing vulnerability is mm-hmm. is, is you've got warrior tattooed on your arm. So I right. hear the fighter, but mm-hmm. but that it it is kind of feels like showing your belly, you know. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, oh, yeah. Hey you on. know, and and especially if the you know you don't want your clients, your potential clients, customers, business associates, all of those people. You think, well, they're not going to want to work with me if they mm-hmm. think I can't do it, or I might die, or whatever. You know, and and if, you know there there will be some of those people, but you know what, you didn't want to work with them anyway. Um, You know, because there's there's something else that's going on there. The people that that understand, you know, you you want them to rally around you and you
0: want to accept that. Exactly. I love that. Well, Deb, it has really been such a pleasure to talk with you today. And of course, we'll have information available at the podcast on Mm -hmm. NancyTiltonHand.com and FriendsOnHand.com. You all can find Deb at www.debcareer.com. That's D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R.com. And for our listeners, if any of this resonated with you and you yearn to have deeper and more meaningful connections because it is all about connections, connect with me. Reach out to me at nancytiltonhand.com. I would love to support you in learning how to network like a natural and make friends like the true connector you are. And remember... Friendships make you smarter, happier, stronger, healthier, and wealthier, not to mention being absolutely fun, fulfilling, and joyful. So get out there and make a new friend, and I'll see you next time. I love it. Thank
1: you so much, Nancy. Bye-bye. Bye, Dad.